Welcome to the Watchmen Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we finally have our third host to join us for this season. Cash, about damn time. Feels good. <laughs> Feels good to actually be partying about a show that uh, is pretty amazing. Kind of kicks ass, huh? Yeah. You know, doing a little something different. I hear you, man. I hear you. The absence has been known. Numerous emails are saying, where's the, where's the, you know, where's the cash money at? And so I'm tired of explaining. Thank you for being back. Um, but back to the show. Episode three, titled "She Was Killed by Space Junk." Um, this fantastic, is, plain, simple and title. But we get that at the very end. I <laughs> guess. Yeah. I mean, they have all kind of snuck in right there at the end. All the titles kind of making sense right there. It's just like, oh, kind of makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, to the very end. <laughs> yeah, and literally. Maybe it has something to do with what the hell. Yeah, to me, for for all you know, it could be completely coincidental. All right, would you all agree that this is um, a bar's car? I wish I was smart enough to remember what her car was. It the- was a four-door midsize SUV. It was. And it did have a hatch door in the back, and this one's hatch door was back, you know, the whole nine yards. So to me, I want to believe this is that car. I think it makes sense that it's the car. Okay. Don't get me wrong. My initial, rep- my initial thought was, okay, Dr. Manhattan has just sent this over this there someone mainly only because the title she was killed by space junk so I, I don't know you know for all we know she was killed by space junk as part of a line off of one of the records that happened to be laying there we just didn't notice it you know what i mean <laughs> no in one song because no you remember the title of the first episode was a a line from the song yep you know what i mean so who 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 the hell knows you know i'm just throwing it out there i got nothing you know everything i'm doing doesn't feel like it's sticking to the wall but yeah whatever um Am I wrong? This episode was completely yeah. about Silk Spectre minus Adrian's a little tidbit of the Ashenot Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I mean you hit the nail on the head right there. Like we were talking uh, about before we even jumped into this, she was in it eighty-five percent of the episode. If it didn't, if it wasn't involved in Adrian, she was a hundred percent. Yeah, she was in, in, entangled in all of it. Seems like it, yes. Um, and boy, were we wrong about a bunch of previews. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. But you know what? It was a happy wrong to me. I mean, I was I was happy. To no, be- I'm always happy to be wrong when it comes to guessing preview stuff. Yeah. Because that means the kid and everybody guessing. Absolutely. I don't think anybody knew that that was going to be a staged bank robbery <laughs> to introduce Silk Spectre's character. Um, we all thought that was Night Owl. Jumping no. over that yeah. railing? Though <laughs> no. uh, no, that was the shadow. The shadow. Um, uh, yeah, I, <clears throat> everything I thought. You know, the senator opening up the the cage to see the owl. No, and I assumed that that was our night owl right mm-hmm. there. A little clue? Nope. Negatory. <laughs> um, oh no, no, no! The biggest surprise of the entire episode was when we opened the case. Okay. And we get the enormous blue dildo. Yeah. <laughs> or vibrator, what you want to call it. I kind of saw that coming a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, because they kept showing the blue glow off of it and stuff. I was like, this, this is going to be a vibrator. Yeah. This is going to be Dr. Manhattan well, right here. What fooled me was is that she had to put on that giant rubber glove at first. I was like, okay, is this like a piece of Dr. Manhattan? No, the rubber is glove a was for the mouse that she was feeding to the owl. Okay. All right. Not for that. All right. Um, but yeah, I, 
I don't. I don't know. There's no like. We don't have to start this conversation at any point in this episode. No. It's all over the place. It is all over the place. Well, how do we feel about Suspector's character, though? The actress playing the how? I think she's a phenomenal actress. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, we hit the nail on the head with. I think it's great. Again. If we're like she said, if this is supposed to be thirty years removed from her last relationship with Doctor Manhattan, et cetera, so on, she fits the age profile. I love her demeanor. Um, I like how they've made her kind of seem on the fringe of good or bad, even though evidently she was a former superhero. Um, I like all that. I'm not a big fan of her being the one who supposedly captures vigilantes. I think that's kind of an un, you know, unusual wrinkle. Um, yeah, but I feel like, in a way, it looks like everybody from the original Watchmen that she's from and stuff like that or in different places. You know what I mean? I, I don't really understand, I don't really know what they're going to end up doing with the rest of the older characters. But well, it looks like Night Owl is in prison or mm-hmm. is locked up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you know, what the senator says, you know, the president can pardon anybody, including your owl. Correct. So, you know, I don't remember the comic well enough to think that that's the one she... Fell in love with as well. She did. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I knew I knew Manhattan was first, and then she got another guy and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. I just a lot of this stuff is getting so crazy with this episode to me. Like right now, my number one bad guy is the senator. Yeah, it's. I feel like the senator is setting up the Seventh Cavalry to do these things to him to put him in power. It's very possible. Um, well, the whole idea of this episode of him being the one to go over there with the, the single bomber and this, that, or so on, it was almost too convenient. Just like she said when they were talking about it, like when it came to 300 meters to drill under the ground to get his here, this, I mean, like, you would have to have you know, advanced notice of everything or be a part, I mean, like, it just, it smells dirty all the way throughout. Um, you know, I'm 100% with you. I think the Senator is by far <coughs> turned very likelihood of becoming the guy that becomes so, the so far at least so far. Don't get me wrong, but this show has thrown us a loop every episode. So you really, really don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're painted to make it look like him, which makes me kind of want to do what you did last week in Piven and just be like, no, they want to set us up to exactly be- believe this That's guy. The other thing. Yeah. It's like, it's too obvious. Yeah. And after this episode, just I, I can't see of anything being obvious. I'm so confused on what's going on just because it was a weird filler episode that I, I can't even tell if it was filler. But my thing is, you think about four-year electric, election cycles and then we know the 7th Cavalry has gone away for three years and now they're back, right? Am I correct on that? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm thinking like, okay, it's election season. Everybody's pinning this guy to be the next president at some point, you know. It's like, well, now you got to start drumming up reasons to get reelected. You know what I'm saying? So it makes sense to me, you know, because we've already done this a few times. Nixon, you know, they think is a, a setup that Ozymandias sent the squid in so Nixon could save the day, you know, to get him, yeah. you know, out of trouble, basically. Right, right, right. They've kind of shown a couple of these things, like... Hey, send in a bad guy so that you can save us from 
get all the so, good publicity. So your publicity and popularity mm-hmm. rise through the roof in order to get power. And <clears throat> I don't it doesn't I think it jives with this show to think the senator is doing the same thing. That's a good point. It, it's after three episodes that seems to be the most logical possibility, you know what I mean? Um, Which probably means it's completely wrong. <laughs> like that, that's the problem is like the thing that's making the most sense. Like I'm too scared to commit to something like that because it's not going to. Like you were saying with the previews and everything, we were so wrong with them because made the most sense. That's what we thought. Bam. Not even close. Yeah. I think it's the best thing. And to tell you the truth, especially from this episode, it's like leave it to a show to maybe not have a good or a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Or even a hero's journey. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're focused a lot on Knight, Abar, you know, and you would think that that's the main path or whatever, but they took a massive step away from her for this episode. Oh, she was nowhere near a lead of the episode whatsoever. Yeah, so it's like, so now I don't want to think that there's any certain character that we're supposed to just track 100%, you know. But I, I still feel like Abar is going to be our number one, like, character we track the most yeah yeah i mean there's not, to me there's no doubt about that but I they're mean, throwing in a lot of extra stuff after this episode well this episode was another example of them building more of the world we're in and giving us a little bit more here and there to round out a lot of characters i, I think we're gonna get a two or three more episodes like this to, you know where it's truly just painting a picture of the world we live in you know and us are supposed to just dissect from each parts to really understand where the story's supposed to go but is this a 10 episode? I've only seen nine, so I don't know. That'd be a weird I want to believe it's number. 10. Someone go with 10. But if it, even if it's 10, you can't mess around with too many episodes like this. I'm not trying to say this is filler or anything like that because this was an extremely fun episode, but it's. I think you can just because you're HBO. Like, it you know. Didn't, it, didn't, it didn't move the plot forward a dramatic no. amount, so it's like. No, not even, that there is a plot. No, like there, there's zero plot right now. <laughs> like I said, this episode was to introduce a new character to give her all her background and give us a little bit of Adrian having fun with Mr. Phillips. Yeah, and the but I, I do feel like the Silk Spectre thing gave us our timeline. Yes, like now we know where we are. Thirty years post original Watchmen, mm-hmm. and thirty years since she was with Doctor Manhattan. So, I think it's 30 years since. So it gave the, us a vague timeline. 30, 30 years since the giant squid attack of Adrian. Okay. That, I, That's what I feel I is the case. I would go with more of that, yeah. Okay. 30 years, basically, if you if you thought about it from the movie standpoint, it's like 30 years since Ozymandias came out as the bad guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But he opened up a dimension trying to Brian squid. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Which, cool little deal when, you, when he's in his mansion. One of the things you happen to walk by. Big giant squid eye. Giant squid eye. And then he also had that little, little magnifying glass looking at a book, and it was a picture of the giant squid coming down. Yeah. And yeah. They're, they're throwing those little nuggets out there for you. Absolutely. So I feel like it's, which is a good, which they did a good thing with Jeremy Irons. Fits the age profile again. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. They gave you clues. When they were on an airplane, they were talking about. Well, they say he's dead, but now the word is is that he's off hiding. He's had massive, you know, plastic surgery, and you know he's. In- how, how do you like how they say the Argentina field office, which is where the most people think Nazi people hit, not think no yeah. that a lot of Nazi war criminals 
escaped and hid. Him. Well, and that's where they thought Hitler went off to. And, right, uh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Had all the children and stuff. Um, which is, it's neat to hear like conspiracy theories Those that are, are based in our own time. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, yeah, I love all these little notes. I feel like I'm supposed to be paying attention to a lot of this stuff. You you stopped it and were like, what's the name of that hotel? It was Black Freighter. Black Freighter Inns Ho- and Suites. Ho- yeah, <laughs> Inn and Suites or Hotel and Inn or whatever like that. I was just like, Black Freighter? Not what I would think of a normal <laughs> normal name of a hotel. But the thing of it is, is my like ignorance of the comic and the graphic novel and stuff makes me think, was Black Freighter an old like hero or something? Or something from that? They... They show it to you. Yeah, you pay. Yeah, they make a slow, point uh, for you to see the name of this place. Yeah, this is where somebody who's more comic savvy is going to have to let us know via email or on social media. Is there some significance to that name? Yeah, I have no no shame in being ignorant to some of this stuff. Please inform. Yes, it, uh, or maybe somebody will come be like that. That's nothing, guys. That's yeah. nothing. It's just it's just something to signify. Because I mean, we had the FBI meeting. They were talking. They gave you. They gave us some more history. It actually spoke about Rorschach. Right. Um, they talk about how uh, this was a coordinated attack. Very few officers lived. Judd was one of the only a few that get, you know, shot and got lived. Um, and uh, that an entire uh, swarm or large amount of people of African Americans came to this area to get their get money. Um, and this, this created a race issue where whites would become the minority. Um, and then of course, you know, the police have to take care of all this. Um, and so, and then not, not soon after we get the shot of the, the hotel is black freighter for all, you know, they just made sure it said black in there to to signify that this is a, you know, majority owned African-American area now. And that's the title that was used to represent color. Maybe I don't mean, it could be something that'd be a weird tag word to put onto it. No clue. No clue. Unless it's like a truck driver hotel you know what i'm saying freighter yeah well no idea no idea but you know some people at one time said that like white castle was a was a racist restaurant that's an impressive i mean thing. you follow what i'm saying yeah. just because it's called white, white castle. castle you know what i mean yeah i understand so. i don't know i don't i don't know I mean, we may never know <laughs> may never, never know never never but, know. I, but i do like that we actually got to see rorschach yeah. is an actual person and not just was a character had a journal you know what i mean um these guys are just taking his mask probably taking his journal and misinterpreting it you know using what I'm saying? It to the best of to kind of mold their ideology and, and everything anarchy. they're using it as mm-hmm. propaganda yeah that's what it is it's, um, his journal is truly being used as propaganda but um, and his mask works perfectly for that you know what i mean like we'll see uh was it Guy Field or Guy Fox? I'm just saying that because... The Guy uh, Fox mask, yeah. V for Vendetta style. Yeah. Yeah. The fifth is almost here and everything, so you use yep. something like this, but then using a Roshark mask where it kind of molds into whatever someone else is going to see it as, so it works perfectly as propaganda and letting yeah. him use it. And you can't really stop a mask like that from being made. Just splatter some ink onto whatever you want and you're good to go. Yeah. No, yeah, very <laughs> difficult to try to stop that one and then you know and the whole thing about fighting mask with mask mm-hmm. you know the senator's platform basically um well there was like uh what's the difference between a mask cop and a vigilante 
Can't tell me. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, well, that, that's kind of like this episode in a nutshell. Thank you. Yeah. No. All right. I, I got to get this over with. All right. How about the joke when we're talking to the Mars phone? Okay. The two-parter. Okay. You know, the first is the brick the bricklayer who's really good, decides to teach his daughter the trade. They decide to build a barbecue. They gets it down perfectly, and suddenly there's one random orphan brick. And at the end, right before he takes a sledgehammer to it, the daughter says, I have a solution, and throws up in the air, and then she turns it off like, I messed up the joke. Let's do another one. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Which is the perfect idea scenario. I felt so stupid because I have been, I've heard so many jokes that way in the past where somebody says, oh, I forgot the punchline. This that or someone, they go into their joke and then it needs a lead in. Yeah. And I was like, I never saw it coming. No, I didn't see it set up at all. Um, and so then it turned into the superheroes of, you know, the three superheroes, which of course she's obviously referencing the three. Well, Night Owl, their, Ozymandias, yeah. and Manhattan. Right. And, um, and when it's all said and done, she's like, I'm just the little girl who threw the brick up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, of course, you know, hits God and brains go out of his yeah. nose. And <laughs> you just <laughs> yeah, very vivid, you know? Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure there's tons of meaning to her joke and stuff like that. As far as at least how the relationship took a shit 30 years ago, especially, you know, um her being the girl that throws the brick. You know what I mean? Like, she's almost the one that started the fireworks. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, well, I think, she. you know, she seems like a very person who's very disgruntled with everything. That people, like he said, the first one says, you have great intentions, but you, you didn't. You're going to hell. You're too soft. You, you, the other one is, you were too extreme, and this, that, or so on. You're going. You're going to hell, you know. And then the one who who doesn't give a shit because it doesn't humanity's nothing to him. It's just matter of particles. Is there so on? Da, 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 you go to hell. You know what I mean? Because I'm already in it. So I mean, like she's basically to me, it's like an emotional release of no matter what you are, everything we've done is wrong. You know what I mean? And she's the girl who's thrown the she has thrown a wrench in the entire thing. And she's trying to make it where she has the last laugh of the whole deal. I, I mean, there, there's some kind of symbolism in there. I, I'm struggling a little bit with it. I don't have the philosophy major to dig into it. <laughs> no, to be with you. Um, I enjoy it heavily, though. I mean, I, I love the little bit of background it gives you. I love, you know, how well it's written and stuff. I'm just not gonna attempt to dissect it in any form or fashion because maybe there's not something you're supposed to read into it. Maybe it's just a cool way of introducing a character and talking about the past, you know. A couple things that they showed us in this episode that a lot of people may or may have not seen, this or so on, was um, they lift up a newspaper and it says Griffin is re- retires. Don't know who Griffin is. Don't look like that, but it was a quick little snippet. I mean, they made sure it was fast. You couldn't even hardly read the entire sentence. But the one thing I got out of that was is that Griffin's retiring, like we're stepping down mm-hmm. or something. So I figure out that situation. Yeah. And the other thing is that they do show us the Millennium Clock, which was created by Osmez. And obviously, based on the previews, it's very significant to the show moving forward. Well, I say that, but we'll get to see it again. There's something being part of it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, the previews obviously show that yeah, we're going to get more of it, but... I don't know what it's used for. I don't know what it does. All speculation at this point, you know what I mean? So it's kind of it's cool that they introduced it, though. 
<coughs> but once again, it's like I'm almost gun shy to to make guesses or you know or speculate on anything that's coming because I've been nothing but wrong. Yeah, I mean that's the hard part right now is it's like you said all speculative. Like anything I want to try to like guess or throw out, I'm just like, God, I'm going to get hammered for this just because I couldn't be more wrong. Right, and I mean my senator thing, my theory with the senator and stuff is just like. Yeah, that's going to bite me in the ass. It won't yeah, take but 30 minutes in the next episode and be like, he'll probably get shot in the face or something like that. No telling. Um, but I don't know. As much as I like it, I'm trying, I'm constantly, my mind, my brain's just working hard to try to find a way to say no. Well, I mean, the only reason I can say no is because we've got to keep some people alive, right? Like, I mean, yes, we're introducing some new people. We just had a whole episode for an old new character. And if we keep killing people off like we have been, then we just won't have a show. Yeah. So maybe he does truly become the bad guy for that simple reason. Yeah, I, I can see that. I think they have to keep the stakes pretty small, keep it in Tulsa. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think the Manhattan stuff is big. I think the Adrian stuff is big. But I mean, I think that's but more think, of season two stuff. I think our main focus is going to be Tulsa. And then even the senator says it in the interview. He's like, you know, I don't give a damn about what the Russians are doing. Mm. You know, I care about the cavalry in Tulsa. So it's like, <clears throat> I think they're going to have to keep it localized. Let's break down the, the funeral. Okay, Let, let's go Let's go into the, the mental mindset of this, our motivation. If you are a bomber that has a chest blow, a bomb, this, that, or so on with a thumb trigger, well, and you're thumb- able to walk up to a funeral that is surrounded with cops, family, this, that, or so on. This, that, or so on. Why? I mean, if you were if you were that bomber and your mission was to go and kill, there is no necessity just to get the just get the the senator. You would get the senator if you walked over there and just pressed the button right next to him. You follow what I'm getting at there, and so. There is no necessity for him to go and take him and go another place. Is there so on if you're going to kill him anyway? Well, especially since they all had rifles, correct? Like this was one of the few times the police were actually armed. No, no one was armed. Those that twenty-one gun salute or like that—that's not. They're not firing really bullets. In okay. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Like, <clears throat> um, that's why they made so, the point to show her strapper. Yeah, you know, nice little nine millimeter there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so to me that that's my I have that so that ought to tell us some motivation here. So was this supposed to be a play? Was this supposed to be a situation where the mayor, or, or I'm sorry, the senator was going to go with this guy and somehow get away or do something or whatever? It's part of like you said a political statement, or something to force like that. And the FBI agent just messed it up by shooting him because nobody was supposed to be armed. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean you make people afraid. And then you end their fear. Yeah. You know? Right. And so that's why I say, if you had that bomb and you had the thumb trigger and all that stuff like that, if your goal was to go in there and kill the senator. You're or killing anybody, the senator. You just run, if he was able to literally walk up to them, he just walk over, they're all gone. You follow what I'm saying? But that's why I'm on the senator. Yeah. The senator plays well by reviving the 7th Cavalry. Mm-hmm. Saying, hey, I need y'all to start creating some problems here. And then, but hey, don't kill any more cops. Because I also need to look good as far as protecting the cops. And don't worry. When I get in my true power presidency. Yeah. Y'all will be. 
you will be my number one, you know. People I'll take care of. Yeah. <laughs> um, so but, I, I look at it like. And we don't really know why the 7th Calvary is rising again. So, I mean, that could very well be. And that's the thing. That's what they, they focused on. We thought they were dormant. Mm-hmm. Or we thought they were gone. But really, they just laid dormant for three years. Like I said, a lot of it leads to the senator being behind this whole situation. Um, but well, it, it strengthens it even more when you break it down to part of if this guy was truly a suicide bomber. He had all the high cops right there. He could have taken them out. There was no necessity to announce ourselves, ask for the senator to come over. There was none of that stuff. That that was all – That none of that makes sense now when you really, really break it down. So I, that to me that I'm 100% on the page of senators got something yeah. wrong. And I was never on the senators thing until that, because I also thought, man, what a genius maneuver to kill a chief of police and then know all the cops are going to be at a funeral then and be like, Hey, let's dig a hole to the cemetery. And as soon as we know all the cops are there, that's a great plan. Yeah. I mean, an amazing plan. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he came out and just wanted the senator, then that like threw that all down the shitter, basically. So that's why I'm on the senator so hard because it just makes the most sense. Yeah, because it just I thought at first when you see him cl- crawling through that hole and stuff, I was like, what a great plan. Yeah, you know, to get them all into one spot, mask or not, don't matter. You know, you're all cops here. Mm-hmm. You know. No one else is going to be here besides cops, cops, family. Yeah. You get as many of them as you can. Yeah. Which, by then, you should even have more than one bomber, in all honesty. It was, we- it was weird to see Looking Glass in a uniform with a mask on, a yellow mask. Yeah. Yeah, like his hair. It's the first time you saw his hair, and it was kind it's of raggy, bush, raggy yeah. and this yeah. and so on. So that was different. Um, he should really just be in the mask at all times. How, how do you <laughs> feel about her knowing everybody? Like having all the information, you know. That this makes me go back to the car falling in front of her. Does that make sense? Okay. Why drop the car that if it was a bars in front of her? You follow what I'm saying? That here's my theory. It makes me feel like the same the same vehicle flying whatever like that. It pick up it picked up Lewis Gossett Jr. Okay. Friends in high places, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. has keeps a tab, or when they get it, when she gets on that phone to talk, they listen and this or so on, and they just drop that car there as a. That's why she was laughing. Is they drop that car because of her joke? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. The title is she killed by space junk, whatever. Like a, you know, to me, it's like whatever that thing was up in the air, that little orange light, this, that, or so on. They dropped it there, just and she's laughing because she realizes her friends up there are having fun at the joke that she is relaying back up to Manhattan. That, purely, that's what I think it is. So to me, it makes me feel like she is still in somewhat connection to her old life, as well as being FBI, and has the goods on a lot of different things going on. Because this episode didn't show anything that made it feel like what she was what she had communicated to Abar and everybody else the, the amount of knowledge that she had didn't they didn't show that earlier in the episode as them giving it to her or her having it in hand or researching it and finding out if that makes sense and so see I didn't get the feeling that she's still connected to any 
superheroes. To me, her laughter makes me feel like she knew what and where and how and why that car landed like that in front of her. And see, I thought she was laughing though, like almost like a, a like sheer just happiness that she feels like Manhattan hasn't forgotten about her. So I don't think Manhattan because mm-hmm. they made the light it. look like a big old giant Mars. <laughs> it's it did look like Mars. I will give you that. And then you know it pans out and it looks like a star, you know, out there. Um, and I had that initial thought as well, but then when it looks like Abar's car. Yeah, no, it I, makes I me. It makes me have second. Th- guess. I'm not. Di- I'm not disagreeing with you. The fact that I don't think it's Manhattan doing it. I'm just saying, like, she thought it was Manhattan just because it she looks like Mars. It, yeah, and everything. yeah. I don't think she's connected to any superheroes. But she has a lot of information. I feel like just off of third, like just being just because she's of like a everything. super detective kind of in a way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? All right. I give you that. I mean, you see her. She's eyeballing when they're going through the slides, which is weird that they're having a slide projector. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. That is top. Top like, of the line technology. Yeah, with the 90s. pictures. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. 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 Because I made a point. I put that in my notes. Like, why in the hell do we have a slide projector? Well, I mean, yeah. like, that's the crazy thing. It's like, do you, are those even used in school anymore? No, they're not used no. at all. It's just funny because there's like all this new technology, but it's mixed in with old stuff. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. The idea that nobody's using cell phones. It just, but we have a phone that connects to Mars. <laughs> Tell me what world we're in right now. Yeah, it's fun. You know what I mean? I'm, in, I'm enjoying it immensely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I and mean, he gets there by cord. Like, don't forget. Like, that, that's the important yeah. thing. <sighs> yeah, I don't... Whatever. Um, like, no, it's just fun. It's like, just I'm, fun. I, I, don't, I always like that, like, retro, what they thought the future would look like. You know, back then. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel I like we're true. using equipment from the wire. Like, I was afraid that that show was going to phase out because no one would know what a beeper was. But, yeah. like, y'all were talking about, <laughs> that's yeah. top-notch yeah. equipment right yeah. now. Yeah. Top notch. Here's my Here's pager my number. number. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, yeah, no, that's a... I, I'm still... The, the, the briefcase with the 12-inch <laughs> vibrator and then going in there to her... To Petey's room. Uh, you know, the little Petey's room. And makes him put on the Lone Ranger mask yeah. <laughs> for the moment, you know. But I liked him, too. I liked his statement or like that. You know, when she was on there, you want a fucking autograph or something? You know, what do you want me to sign? And stuff like that. And right. He, yeah, I love him coming right back at her. Like, I'm not one of those people that's supposed to pretend that you're not a famous person. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to act a certain way and blah, blah, blah. He's like. I was a history major, you know what yeah, I mean? I got a PhD. <laughs> yeah, bitch. so it's it's like, good, give her some of her own shit, you know what I mean? She's a yeah. mean old sassy bitch. Oh, no, I know it, I know it. You know, like, even when he, was, he had the coffee, and she, he was like, oh, you, she goes, you can't get that signature now? Oh, you think you're funny yeah. now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, that was almost funny. <laughs> yeah. But then, I, you know, the, the one little moment I didn't love is her saying, I eat good guys for breakfast. I was like, ew. Yeah. That came out of nowhere. I don't know if they meant it to be cheesy, but that is cheesy business, right? It there. was, but I was happy. A bars. I was happy. A bars. I love A bars. Like, <laughs> quivering in her boots. <laughs> you know, so that was good. Yeah. Um, but I don't like the eat for breakfast part. I was no. like, ew. It's like something on the Ninja Turtles. Like, go away with that. <laughs> um, has that line ever been used successfully? Just like the, I, think I it, eat blank for breakfast. I think it was a lot to just show her age. Like, in 30 years ago, that was probably a badass line to throw at somebody. But yeah. now it's like, ooh, you know. Um, <laughs> nice retro. Yeah. 
All right, so Adrian. Yeah, let's get to the Adrian part here. <laughs> we were correct. Adrian is in captivity. Most people think he is dead. Correct. Um, Do we believe this captivity is self-inflicted? No. No. No, he is under some terms of like, you get to stay alive as long as you don't try to leave, it's, it would appear. We don't know who the game warden is. You know, we see this guy with a Lone Ranger type mask too, mm-hmm. who shoots at his feet, but I feel like that's like a prison guard. I don't think that is the guy. Correct. Um, so I'm curious who the game warden is. And they gave us the signal again. There's a Reaper sickle that has the skull and crossbone flag that hangs from it, like it symbolizes it. And then that same symbol was on the letter. It's like a marker. You cannot pass this point almost. Right. Like these are forbidden grounds. I feel like we're watching Walking Dead and this is Whisper Territory, which. Oh, God. Oh, please don't. Sorry, I mentioned it, but. Don't drag in a shit ball show yeah. <laughs> to the show. Um, we're talking about quality here. Yeah. So, what do we think he was doing with Mr. Phillips? Okay. He clearly creates a spacesuit for him. Okay. Well, he's turning frozen. So. Whatever it is, is that he is being projected into the air so high. Maybe uh, that, but he for turning it frozen. We don't know how he was thrown into the atmosphere. Well, these are clones, so like hum- relative to the human body and everything. Do we think he's trying to find ways out of here? Yes, I, I think, think so is. for sure. And so then, space possibly to Mars is what he's thinking. I don't know that he's on Mars, but I think he's thinking of ways, or I think he's either extremely elevated somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like to me, like to be frozen like that and land where you are. uh, We we see him in the suit. We turn oxygen on. So obviously that's the first thing you think is altitude. You know, it's the first thing that went to my mind is Mm -hmm. that you're getting so high up so fast that you start to freeze. I mean, I remember like when we watch Iron Man, you know, you get up high enough and you start turning yeah, the dice. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then his comment, when, then the next scene we see is this frozen body on the ground. You know, we didn't see him land. We didn't and see him fall. he tells him he's ready to enter the great beyond. Right. And and so he's frozen. I mean, like completely frozen. Um, so the only other thing could be underwater. Great beyond, I would say, is outer space. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you, but... I I'm mean, with you on that. But they don't show us how he ends up in outer space, either. No. Now, could the suit... Like, is he turning on the suit and it's not oxygen? It's, like, something that's simulating an environment like space? What would be the point of that, though? To see if the suit can keep him? His words, I don't know. Were, his words were, we need a thicker skin. Yeah, like so, so then he goes to hunt a buffalo, insulate him, yeah, to get a, a to get a, a, a buffalo new skin. Um, you know, so to me, you're creating a protective layer. He's becoming frozen because of his the external element. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think I said I still think he's trying to get into you know, space or whatever. I don't know. I just but, don't well, know. All, all I'm saying is it didn't seem like. They didn't show a way of launching this guy anywhere. They didn't show like a edge 
Like if he's on a floating space yeah. prison they that, his- that he could just jump off the side of to try to make his way back down to Earth. You know what I mean? They just didn't show us anything. So I don't know what he did with Mr. Phillips. For all you know, Manhattan has created a, a an atmosphere bubble that where if he catapults out of it, you're you're in space or you're you know he's already I'm out there. For all you know, because totally we have sure that's no possibly I- the case. We have no idea where this guy is on home arrest, you know, this house arrest. Um, I mean, it's a freaking tomato tree. I mean, <laughs> so we're 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 dealing with the alternate reality physics, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Um. I could totally, totally see. And plus, all of his um, inventions, this that are so on, are like like watching Da Vinci create stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like he's using archaic materials and he's on a castle that's, ar- you know, I mean, like there's no, no modern tool has been seen yet, if that makes sense. No, I mean, it's almost like he's in medieval times. They slightly. were snatched a... You know, somewhere in old the UK that had a castle on it, and he just made up a bubble and then sent it out of space. You know what I mean? Like just took a chunk out of the Earth and sent it up there. You know, and like, hey, you'll live up here, but you can't leave. You know, right? Because um, you think about it, they were friends. Yes, they were best friends. Yeah, you know, back in the day. So it's like, I don't know. I, I'm I'm waiting for that big reveal of like you know. He he's able to escape whatever his uh, you know whatever his predicament is, and we're gonna be like, I'll be damned! Look at that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but they definitely showed us more this time. Yeah, they don't normally show us as much beyond his compound, but we actually saw we other more terrain, other right? hillside. You know. Yes, we definitely got to see more terrain this time. Well, then the other thing is, why are we keeping him alive? Like, I mean, I know it was brought up that he's just so smart. Like, you just kind of do it. But what's he advancing if we're not giving him anything to help advance, you know? But that's the same thing. Remember, it's like, does Manhattan owe anybody to stop Ozymandias? You know what I'm saying? That, he doesn't play that card. Yeah, he no, doesn't, but he I mean, doesn't give a shit. But Ozymandias and Manhattan were friends and teammates, I guess you'd say. So it's like... No, you don't get to kill him for the choices he made. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Type of situation. But then why wouldn't it just be you lock him up in a prison? Like, why are we giving him this? Like, there's got to be a reason for that. No idea. And like, we've given him access to make continue making as many clones as he needs. Because see, to me, the clone thing is like, is. <laughs> Does he have the ability to do that with the rudimentary technology that he has, or is that something that that's being provided? That's being provided from Doctor Manhattan creating this alternate deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, for all you know, the warden is just another Mister Phillips up there with a mask. You know what I'm saying, or whatever. We just don't know. You know what I'm saying? There, there, there's not enough details here. And we're purely, purely yeah, speculating. I mean, we're, we're, on... <laughs> we're three episodes in and we're trying to figure out what bubble he's no living clue. in. Yeah, no clue. You know, but I mean, so. like, he's just being given so much to still be a captive that I'm, I'm needing a little bit more to figure this out. And I want to because it's purely fascinating. He's a captive with rudimentary stuff to create, but he's also got weird unlimited resources like these clones that I think he's slowly trying to make smarter. 
And we're on to the third, third candle. candle cake. Yes. Correct. I'm yeah. trying to figure out the clue here. No clue about this time. Yeah. Do we think his time is moving at a different pace? Like each day is a decade or something? I have, man, I really have no clue. And I know it, it probably does have something to do with being in space and the passage of time, you know, that difference yeah. in passage and stuff like that. Because yeah, we've never seen it at nighttime there, have we? I mean, you think, is it a light year away where he is? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we we could still be on Earth and just not even know it. Like, Yeah. I think the candles on the cake at the end of it is that he keeps saying anniversary. It's going to signify something. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, because based on things you see around the castle, it looks like he's been there a long time, but you know, the one, two, three now as an anniversary, I don't know what it's signifying. And I think we'll get the answer, but there's not, not enough information. The last thing that he does, which, you know, which I, he goes into full uniform when he says we're going hunting tonight at midnight, you know, after, re- after writing the new letter. But these people are just killing it in the writer's room, man. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> They'll have him quaking in his boots, sir. <laughs> well, and then to have her write it, I thought it was interesting. Oh, yeah, the, the typer, yeah. Yeah, just dictating uh, it. Well, I, kudos to Irons for just, you know, just nailing this. If I tried to memorize this and deliver it like I was being this, that, there's a reason these guys are great actors, and I would be like, uh, what was my life? You know, I mean, come on, man. man. No, I don't, I, there's not a weak link in the show. There's not. And, one, and once again, and Cash, you haven't been here to talk about it or something like that, but still utterly captivated by Looking Glass. Oh, yeah. Um, we get just a moment of Red Scare and... What's the other chick's name? It, it, it was enough of Red Scare. It was just enough. <laughs> yeah. um, well, them sitting in the pod and she's interviewing Looking Glass, you know, and this uh, this is the racist detector, you know. And it's not, it's not a ra- Can I please have the control back? <laughs> I think that's like a statement too. Right. You know, not just, hey, can I have the controller back? Mm-hmm. It's like, can I have the control back? Right, you know what I mean. I I think it's like a a play on words almost. And then she's cleaning her t- cleaning her teeth when you wear yeah. a mirror for a face. Somebody's and, gonna use it, you know. You know, and then but she calls him by his full name, which stuns him. Yep, Wade. Um, yeah. Um. And so, yeah, it, there was We're a lot going on power there. plays. And, you know, I wasn't present during that. Well, I get that. You know, would you read the report? You know, I mean, like mm-hmm. she, he. You can tell he's a skilled, skilled interrogator <laughs> and knows when he's being interrogated. Yeah. Detective or Abar got the information out of him in a, a secondary, secondary interrogation. <laughs> Is that Tulsa for beat the shit out of him? <laughs> I was like, excellent line. Excellent, excellent line. I was not present for that interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> I witnessed no harm come to the... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I love this stuff. Yeah, see, to me, some of that pod talk was some of the best writing of the entire episode. Absolutely. You know, but I'll be honest with you, whenever uh, Wade Looking Glass is on and he's talking, it is some of the best there is. 100%. That's why I say it's the most captivating thing for me on the whole show. His delivery is just something different than any of the other actors are doing right now. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because... It's easy for us to relate to it being in the South, you know what I mean? I like how he talks, you know. You know, she's messing with him for saying ain't, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but he's but he's very proper, though. 
you know, as far as reading off the coroner's report and all that stuff and um, the weird stuff she starts talking about as far as, as a fast funeral. Yes. You know, oddly fast. You know, yeah, um, we can't dig him up now. We were going to dig him up tomorrow, you know. Yeah. And she, you know, well, you know she can't correct, do that now. She corrects, the, you know, the one I'm saying that he was hung or like that. She goes, hanged. When he mm-hmm. says it, it's hanged. You know what I mean? Well, you notice that there was like three or four times this episode where people corrected speech. Do you well, know? yeah. Um, and me, and she said, and I. Right. Um, yeah. Right before she started singing a song at his funeral. Yeah, that was strange. It was, strange. was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so Spectre's reaction was like, Isn't that a sick the? joke, though, to make? It's like, you make a pact, like, you have to read what's ever on this paper if I die. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're looking over, you're like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you get the last joke for sure. You know, the last words on you. Even buddy. in death, there's mother yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Like, all right, so bringing up Silk Spectre, do we think... All right, so we, we believe there's... A hidden enemy among us. Do you believe that? Well, I believe the senators. Okay. Do you think that Sil- uh, Silk Spectre is on to the, there's somebody or that there's somebody else in the police force that started? Because a couple of things that Looking Glass mentioned that did make me think twice. Number one, I wasn't at the wasn't at the the farmhouse takedown. Mm-hmm. Okay. He has never done anything physical or shown to be in any part of this towards the other group. Mm-hmm. He, so far, he's only been, in, uh, you know, the guy who determines if you're telling the truth or not. But I think that's his role. I, and I get you. And then when he was in the crowd where the bombing at the funeral was supposed to go on, you know, he looked sketchy. I say sketchy. He looked rough without his mask on. And it seemed out of place because you don't usually get to see his facial expressions and what's going on. You know, but they made a point for you to make sure you saw him over there in the crowd. Is there a chance that he's sideways in this deal? I mean, anything has a chance in this show, but I would go it's very unlikely. I would say lean towards the negative, that he's not. Okay. Because we don't have too many... I mean, I don't think Red Scare, we don't have to worry about too much here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think Red Scare loves being a cop. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So... Um, I, I just don't see any of that. And so there's really not any other characters that you could say could possibly be dirty or turn sideways. Do you follow what I'm saying? True, but I mean, we're still only three episodes in. And, and so, I mean, there's a good chance we just haven't met that character yet. But, but I also don't think you require a dirty cop. You I don't think all, you do either. If you're the senator, you need good cops. That's you fair. need cops who love being cops. <laughs> right. And you need the seven cavalry to create a, div- much- a divide in your community that you can fix. A safe divide in a weird way, like a divide big enough. And who's the only one that's died? Judd. And we don't. It was Judd potentially dirty, and had nothing to do with possibly this entire thing. Or Judd had everything to do and knew the senator's whole plan because we always thought in the last episode that he got shot in the perfect spot. We always talk about the shoulder wound. Yes, you Classic. know, and then he yeah. shoots him in the face, and then didn't tell Abar the whole story. Um. So, I'll, as far as we know, Judd could just be a loose end that was cleaned I, I up. I give you that. The only thing that messes that up is that Will was there in yeah. his wheelchair saying, I strung him up. He strung yeah. him up. So, it's like, we but don't know He yet. could easily take credit for that. But the other part of this, too, is we still haven't figured out why he strung him up. 
We still well, he really says he know. has skeletons in his closet. Yeah. He does, but he doesn't say why he strung them up. Well, I mean, I think the bigger thing is we still don't know how he strung them up. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, he's got friends in high places, so. I, I'm with you, Cash. I mean, yeah, there's, so far there is four million unanswered questions we're speculating on and very few things we can say for surety. What can you say for surety? Like, I mean, uh, <laughs> can we even say for surety? Yeah, well, that's a new word for me. Yeah. It's one of those southern <laughs> things. We'll just add that to Zach's vocabulary. <laughs> I think uh, Looking Glass is going to be saying it within the next two episodes. I don't think so. <laughs> Better writers with more education. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> now, slow down on that Mississippi education. All right. Yeah, we're, we're top notch down here. I swear. Hey, shit, I got it too. So. You graduated <laughs> from the same place, man. <laughs> But I don't know. There's not much else to talk about, really. I mean, like I said, I, yeah, I a, sem- a semi-filler episode that's just highly enjoyable. Yeah. And this is the correct way to make us care about characters. Like, I mean, you introduced her, Spectra, this episode, and we got the full rundown on her. Now you can go in episode two without her, or you can just seamlessly input her into every episode. I think she's in for the rest of the way because she's I now. I mean, I think so, too. Because she's now in Tulsa. HBO has does a really good job of just leaving characters off for an episode and you not minding it. Yeah. And so, yes, we only have potentially seven more episodes. There's a chance that someone just doesn't get any screen time because we have so many people. Or we could focus on an Aussie for the whole part with Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, I feel like we have set in stone main characters and set in stone side characters. Mm-hmm. And the side characters, as interesting as they are, are not. I don't think they could care like as well as they're key doing. Plot guys, you know what I'm saying? Correct. I don't know if we could withstand a whole episode with Ozzy, but maybe that's something that they still end up doing. Um, mm. I hope they keep giving us him in small doses. I quality, like the, I like the small quality chunks. spurts. I like I the small. Agree chunks. wholeheartedly. Yeah. But I mean, it's like I don't want an episode of Red Scare. <sighs> could you imagine that? I mean. The show might get canceled if we had an episode of Red Scare. <laughs> I love that they give us just enough of each character that I don't get bored of them mm-hmm. or, you know, distracted by them. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, absolutely. I but, I mean, just with the way they could continue to add people, you know, I mean, that's how Game of Thrones is. Like, I mean, we were focused on everybody for the first, like, five episodes, and then there's enough characters to where sometimes you just get left off. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a strong nucleus, and it's okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the preview before we wrap it up. Preview shows Lady Truth. Was that what they called Lady her? True. Lady True. True. Um, no idea who this is. No, not positive. Clearly tied into the little girl in the tank car. Correct. Getting the newspapers. Um, we see where Silk Spectre and Abar are go to the Millennium Clock. Yeah. Um, evidently, like I said, it has significance and, you know... Um, and then it kind of just shows a little bit of thing, you know, a couple quick scenes that basically lead you to believe that not everything is what you think it's supposed to be. And that's kind of it. There's a very short preview. And then the MFers decided to talk about something they added to the show, which I'm not even going to repeat, you know, at the end of it. But anyway, but the preview, like I said, it just gives us a little tidbit, but the two biggest things was Lady True and the Millennium Clock. And, Neither one of these things I am well versed in either. Well, we also get Adrian a little bit. He has 
not just the little miniature version, but he has built the giant trebuchet. That's right. He did have the giant catapult. To apparently launch Mr. Phillips again. Yeah. <laughs> a different version this time. Um, he has a rough life. Like, yeah. Very. But I, I, I like how he talks to him. It's like very loving. You know what I mean? In this episode, he did it to him. Remember? Oh, yeah. When he puts him on. He's like, well, you're not capable of doubt. But I appreciate the sentiment anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's just like. I wish I had Jeremy Irons' voice and uh, accent and everything. Well, his like demeanor. That. Yeah, know, just it's, all of it. It's, it's all of it together. Money in the bank, man. It just pisses me off that <laughs> some people are just blessed with that <laughs> awesome vocal cord. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we get a little bit. Uh, so we're obviously going to get some more Adrian. Mm-hmm. His uh, next escape attempt. Um, yeah. Hilarious. The Ozymandias costume, first off. I meant to yes. mention that. Yeah, we kind of blurred away um, from it. it I love the old, they made it look like a comic book out of the 60s. Oh, it was dated. Yeah, it was super, super dated. Super dated. On purpose. Well, and I mean, it was the great. giant orange neck piece with the eye in it, you know, it looked yeah. kind of cheese ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause, I mean, you remember the Watchmen movie, they they upgraded all the costumes. Oh, yeah, it mm-hmm. looked modern. They were yeah. all modern versions of it. Um, but this looked like. This was just, just this was like justice to comic book readers. Yeah, I mean it's hilarious. This very old school DC style. Yeah, but anyway, that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, did we miss something? Is there something you enjoyed, didn't like, whatever? What are your thoughts on the episode? Let us know. Let us know. You can always hit us up at. Uh, bleed TV podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, Twitter, Bleed TV podcast, yeah, Facebook, Facebook. Um, you know, join us, like us, whatever, like that. And if you're enjoying the pod and listening, we really, really appreciate it, guys. We had a ton of emails this last episode. Thank you for everybody who sent us. Um, I must say, 99% of the emails were truly just conversation pieces. I think everybody is just dying for tidbits, asking questions, going through conversations. And I made a point to answer every single one of them, which took me a good minute. Um, and I appreciate you guys helping me out with those. Um, but Keep it up. We absolutely love it. You know, we love to chat with you guys, and we look forward to every week on this show. Um, and so don't miss it. Don't do that at all. So other than that, guys, I think we're going to call it a night. So this is BTV Podcast covering The Watchmen. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we'll see you all next week. Unforgettable. That's what you are.